0: A done guy stupid, Spencer. Stupid is a stupid dis. Every once in a while, this is going to sound a little weird, I go on math binges, or as everyone that's not American probably says, maths, plural. <laughs> I We say math, mathematics. So what had happened was, I it usually starts with me watching Good Will Hunting clips. <laughs> <laughs> or like a
1: Beautiful Mind.
0: Yeah, well, that's where it progresses, and then the theory of everything. And, I just, and then I find the real mathematicians, and... And it always, for some reason, has a weird trajectory where I watched the one clip of Goodwill Hunting, and I've done this multiple times and my stupid monkey brain doesn't remember. Uh, I watched the clip where he's doing the the trees on the board. I forget what the fucking name of those are. I don't know if it's string theory or something, but he's doing that on the board. It's supposed to be the unsolvable thing. It's in real life, it's not that hard. But there's a guy, some really nerdy math guy, has a YouTube channel. Very informative, actually. And he like just tells you how to do it. like, mm-hmm. yeah, And it's not hard, but it make you feel smart. I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm not that bad at math, right? Uh, then I I saw a video related to that. And you know what that video was? The hardest SAT math question. Okay. And I was like, all right, I'll check this out. And I watched it. Fuck, could have been written in ancient <laughs> Egyptian for all I knew. Like, it was ridiculous. And Some kind of space language. Fucking unsolvable. Clearly aliens came <laughs> down and scribbled that with their lasers. Like, that. that's not real anything. Uh, and then the guy solves it, and again, I watched it, but I'm like, okay, it doesn't
1: mean anything. It
0: didn't mean anything. But then this is where I just, uh, because I like to, I like, the, I always like the idea of the Renaissance man. You're not like great at anything necessarily, but you know, you're decent at math. You mm-hmm. read fine literature. You know, you exercise, like you know, just to be a good person and you know, just be a better man. Um, well balanced. But I always ignore mathematics because I just never like math in school because we have a dumb fucking education system. In this country, and I decided I was going to look at the comments of this video to see if anybody else thought this was a actually tough mix. I don't know. Yeah, says the hardest SAT question. The amount of Indians in the comments going our in our elementary schools or whatever they have primary yeah. schools or something that's like the kids learn that what this is b- buffoonery yeah. <laughs> they're just pretty much stating that their tests are ridiculously hard oh and that yeah. wouldn't they said that wouldn't even been an example warm up on their test oh. our hardest question and i was looking in the comments and then the chinese kids got involved. oh my god and, uh, kids and i'm not saying these are adults these are kids in yeah. school still saying how ridiculous like that we find this hard so i looked up like why Americans dumb at math, and Americans be dumb at math because they just
1: dumb. I'm mm. like, okay, so but you could also probably put in any subject in there, you know? Why Americans so dumb blank at anything? Yeah,
0: and it'll just it'll show up endless list. So I downloaded a math app, uh, which is actually like my Duolingo app, like it's set up the same way, like a tree. So I like it; it's pretty cool. So I did, like, the mental, because they have different, like, all these different categories. And I was like, well, I'll just learn how to do everything, because that's probably what I need. Yeah. So I started with just the mental math. I was like, well, I do mental math at work for basic numbers. I might be okay at this. And I did, you could have a, it's a sliding scale, easy to hard. So I did easy first, and I was like, five plus five. I'm like, okay, fuck that. I just yeah. did all the way up to hard. That can't be so bad. And it was just like, you know, was 3,800 minus 2,200. Like, it, it was still really easy. I did it all mentally. And I'm like, oh, I'm not so bad. Let me just skip straight to fractions and yeah. stuff. Because that's kind of where I get vague on what I remember from school. Right, yeah. It's like, I can do some algebra, but I always need, like, the PEMDAS refresher, like, you know, the parentheses, exponents, all that shit. Like, I always need a little refresher for that, but I am I was always okay at that. But I never advanced beyond any of that stuff. Which was yeah. I remember, I think we learned in middle school, yeah. probably.
1: And, like, also, too, I just remembered, like, Uh, get into math whenever, like, number, or whenever the letters started getting involved. Like, this is bullshit. This is (laughs) fucking dumb. Well, why is there, why is there letters in those numbers?
0: Yeah, and don't even get started on, like, a sigma, because I still don't know necessarily what that is. Like, the big E-looking thing. Oh, yeah. Affinity sign above it. I don't know what any of that means. So, I did, like, the decimals and stuff. All The fraction, decimals I never had a problem with. This is the fraction part of it, you know? So, I was like... I don't remember how to multiply these, but they have little examples, and it'll just show you. And literally, just one quick read over, and I'm like, I'm good. Yeah, I'm gonna slide that scale up to hard. <laughs> yeah, it. I mean, what probably would take a fucking elementary kid in India, elementary school kid in India, to do in like 30 seconds. It probably took me like five, 10 minutes. But I was like, I still did it. I was like, all right, I can. This is something I could do. Let me just jump up straight to trigonometry. I never even took trigonometry. I don't know anything about it alien language <laughs> geometry terrible couldn't do anything the, and that was on the easy scale i'm like i can't believe i'm this bad at math so i'm just gonna start multiplication division just the real dummy kindergarten stuff that i already know how to do and you know i would like to think we both know how to yeah. do those sufficiently and just work my way up so when i get to like the algebra stuff that i don't remember yeah. I can, you know, I already have like a little refresher on the old math. Cause, but I don't know about you, but I hardly even do division in my day to day math. No, and I do a lot of invoice stuff. Like, I just never have to. The most I do is just adding, subtracting. Sometimes a little multiplying. Yeah, you know?
1: yeah, multiplying is is the most of the. But even that, two times, like sometimes you're just like you hit something. And it'd be like a weird, like, you know, because, like, it'll have, like, a case of your case has this many in there, and you have this mm-hmm. many cases, and it'd be like a weird number, and it takes you an extra minute, like, what is that again? Like, you gotta yeah. be like, what
0: I did again? learn something interesting <laughs> about myself, though, is I apparently been doing Common Core math in my head this whole time. I didn't know, because I never knew, you know, we didn't have Common Core when we were kids. That's where it's like, you know, if you're trying to get a number, you have to do, like, the whole fucking list of whatever shit, so, you know trying to get to, like, 30, you have to do five plus 5 plus 5, yeah. like, whatever dumb shit, you know, so, but I've apparently always done that in my head, where it'll be like, you know, I gotta get to 30 and subtract something, I'll do, like, the, the even numbers, and then the odd, or whatever, uh, so I was like, oh, well, I guess that's good, because I think that's how, like, the, the Asian kids learn oh. math when they're, you know, two or
1: three. <laughs> Would you ever see, like, those, like, either the Instagrams or the TikToks, like, things where, like, it's like they had the math problem, but they have, like, you know, you're, like, an Indian or, like, a Japanese person, and it's, like, they do it in a weird, like, where they, like, are sliding things over, like, yeah. doing that weird, like, moving that, like, and it's, like, they just do it without a, like, like, without any explanation. It's, like, well, I don't yeah. know what you're doing. You're just moving these numbers around, and I'm... They just think, uh, they just assume you're supposed to know. <laughs> right?
0: We don't know. But, like, I, I like to think of myself as at least an average intelligent American,
1: so that makes That's me think... still not that
0: high, though. Prob- well, not worldwide, No. But I would just like to think, like, or it just makes me think, what is that like? What are the non-smart people, which is most people we yeah. know, like? What did, how do they do any of this stuff? They they probably won't, don't concern themselves with it for one. But I'm just like that kind of scares me.
1: Well, I even know at Matt. Like at work, whenever I do have to do something, like I'll be like. I'll do something and like I'll still bring out my phone back. Like, make sure I'm not fucking this up. Like make sure I'm not dumb right now. Like and get you know, get on the calculator just to double check myself.
0: Always oh, a lot of second guessing. But Americans ranked like one of the highest in first world nations in math anxiety. So that's a thing.
1: The that just you know, worked up about math?
0: When you gotta do math on the spot, you get anxious. Uh, and think about it, like if you're going some you well, you never been a cashier. I I no. worked registers in my day. And the worst thing ever
1: is, you like do when it, to, is like when it goes down and they have to do the math. Like, well, I mean, no, 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 that's
0: fine. What, what's, what's fucking even the tax and stuff? I could do that. No, what's fucking the scariest thing in the world is somebody hands you the money and after you ring it up, they're like, "Oh wait, I got seventy five cents." Yeah. You're just like, you already did the thing on the computer, so now you have to mentally to give them whatever change they're trying to get. And you're just like, usually it's something stupid. They're like, "I got sixty seven cents." And you're like. Oh fuck! So How do I make what? Do I give you a dollar? I don't. Oh god! Do you want a twenty? Just yeah. take the register. I don't know. <laughs> I just, just, I'm
1: gonna pop it open. You get, take what you want, and I'll close it.
0: I've I've honestly said to people because we used to get a lot of. Uh, like, we, the people who own the gas stations around here, they are always kind of swindling businesses to get shit for cheap.
1: Yeah, they come and buy all their, uh, yeah, their but, two liters for cheap at like a Walmart and then sell but it then they'll even
0: try to say, oh, this is broken or something. But when I worked at the fucking discount clothing shop in town, back when I fucking was one of my first, I think it was my first actual job, if you don't count Paperboy. Hmm. Uh, but when I worked there, you'd work the register and they'd go up and pretend they didn't speak. You know, English very well, which they definitely did. And it's just like, you're just lying to me. But what they would do is they would always do those little fucking scam tricks of trying to give you money after the fact, trying to trick you into giving them more money back.
1: I just, that's what I'm just like, look. I just said no. Yeah, I yeah be I'm like, like, look, you already gave me the money. I'm going to give you the change out of this, and that's going to be the end of the transaction.
0: Listen, ma'am, you are not going to get me an ego play here. I'm just, I have no ego when it comes to this. I'm just going to say, ah, dumb, I don't know how to do this. If you want this done, get a manager. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I just straight up, like, don't know what the change is. And it's for, Nope, not trusting you. You don't Either you don't get the extra change that you're looking for, or you got to get a manager to come over here. I, I just, I don't care. I'm not doing it. Just fucking should have, you should have just gave me the change that you wanted before the transaction right. was
1: complete. Buy something else. Yeah. <laughs> then we could do it. I, just, I hate that.
0: So don't make me do extra like, math. Why
1: were you we even using cash, anyways? Like, yeah, even back then, it's like, come on, you know you got cards for this. They like- just did it on
0: purpose so they could rip you off. This is like an old scam it's like it's the old oh I give you a dollar you give me a two dollars I give you a 20 and you give yeah. me a 10 and yeah. I give you the 10 and you give me a 30 and
1: like so what are you doing are you just- that that like i I have i have fun like memories or not fun memories but like clear memories of just my brother messing with me when we were literally be like so you have that 110 but i have these five ones uh-huh so you know something like that you know make it seem like you have the bigger bill but i have more, more. of the, the smaller bill but he has more of it like so <laughs> uh well what was, there
0: was like a trending video i saw it was what was it a guy had like twenty dollars he put down and then the other guy put $30 down or something. And then the guy bought the $30 with the 20. Like, yeah. I made $10, and it was like, no, yeah. you didn't make $10. The other guy made money. You didn't. Cause it was your 20 to begin with. Right. But Americans are so bad at math. They're just like, what? yeah, that makes sense that he got the extra, he bought $30 with his 20. So he got $10. <sighs> no, cause that was your 20. <laughs> like, it's just, it's just fucking the way it works out. Stupid. So anyway, this fucking 11 minute math conversation. <laughs> it's all right it's, it's a book of the month episode so we're gonna talk about a book here in a minute uh so stick around
1: folks i was gonna say fucks oh I was to say folks we go with fucks folks oh.
0: You are listening to the Drunken Pen Writing
1: Podcast.
0: I'm your host, Caleb James. This is going to be a different one. Uh, with me today, Spencer, the Key West Car Washer Church. Uh, We've never done double letters. No. Yeah. So KW, CW, uh, fucking KC, same sound. Yeah. Same sound. It's all that matters.
1: It rhymes, kind of. Yeah. So you-
0: Key West Car. Actually, I think in Key West, with the hurricane, they're getting a lot of car washes right now. Are you Right. Is my am I fucking low? Why does it look so low on mine? We've been having weird issues with the fucking mixer where, like, just randomly the volume slowly diminishes on our voices.
1: It just gives out on us. I don't
0: know what's happening. But we'll just deal with it for now until we do other stuff. My fucking goatee keeps sticking in the microphone. It's me off. Pissing me off. What are we talking about today, Spencer?
1: Uh, I think we have a book to review today, don't we? Yeah. I don't want to
0: review stuff. Today we are talking about chasing the booger man, boogeyman, isn't it amazing how one letter can change the meaning of something so completely, boogeyman, scary, booger man, gross,
1: yeah, and it may be kind of scary,
0: grape, delicious treat, drop the G, (laughs) not so delicious,
1: actually it's pretty
0: bad. Chasing the Boogeyman by Richard Chismar. I still don't know if his name is Chismar or Kismar. Or C-H-I-Z-M-A-R. I was going to watch an interview or something to just get the yeah. proper pronunciation, but I didn't. But anyway, Spencer, this is a true crime fiction novel. Yes. Interesting. is. I've never read any true crime, but I've watched a lot of true crime TV shows, so I kind of knew what I was yeah. getting into. And they have like all the pictures of the crime scenes and stuff in here. First, right off the bat, I'm going to give this five out of five whiskey shots. I thought this oh, yeah. was a very entertaining book. Yep. Now, and I kind of—it's kind of—it's almost a uh, too easy of a read, but we'll right. explain in a minute. I will go with the opening here, and then I'll give you folks the—I spo- don't know why you'd be listening if you—you know—we're going to spoil the fuck out of this. Yeah, because that's do, the main talking point here. As
1: we do with all book of the month.
0: Yeah, Books. and we'll, we'll be spoiling it fairly quickly, and then we can go and talk about math again for another <laughs> twenty minutes. This novel takes place in, I think it's like 1988, 89. That's where it starts in Edgewood, Maryland, a small town where Richard Chismar grew up. Now, what's cool about this book is it's the true crime that happened in their town from his point of view. So Mm -hmm. as a writer, he kind of gets to fancy it up, you know, the first two chap up till chapter two, it's. Like it took me a minute to get into it because it's just him talking about the small town he grew up in.
1: Yeah, like it wasn't, it wasn't bad. If it, it was wasn't just for, somebody telling you about the, you know, if it wasn't for his writing style or like the way he writes, it would have been a, it would it would have been a lot worse. Yeah, it but been- he he was able to do it in a way like he still got through it pretty quick.
0: It just wasn't, like, you know, entertaining.
1: But you needed it, though, because it kind of oh, yeah. helped set up everything else for the rest of the book.
0: Exactly. But then you get to chapter two, I believe, where it's the first girl was murdered. And one, there's a character in here that he describes that was running amok in their town called the Phantom Fondler. Great yes. fucking name. Right. Now, this Phantom Fondler would just go into people's houses, I think mainly just women, and, like, touch their feet and stuff. It never did anything, like, violent, just touching them and stuff. Um, and I think he alludes to like he talks about some other like criminals in the area and stuff. Um, but we're, we'll speed through all that stuff. It's just essentially there's a killer in town right around the time uh, Richard Chismar got out of college and he moves back home with his parents. For the time being, he's gonna get married too.
1: Yeah, so he's trying to save up Brett you know, I Yeah, save up some money and and start a magazine. He's
0: starting Cemetery Dance, which I thought was really cool because that's like one of the most famous horror magazines. Like a lot of Stephen King published has been published in there and stuff. It's like a very famous magazine, uh, very exclusive to get into nowadays. And you know, it's kind of cool ta- him talking about how he just started as a dumb kid and you know in his essentially like his parents' garage or whatever. I also really love all the scenes of him and his dad together. Like how he just talked about like, like especially like the part where they're like fixing stuff, and he's just like, "I oh, don't like cars," like yeah. he doesn't give a shit. And the dad just being very patient, but just like their chemistry together is really cool. And then like he talks about his mom and stuff. He builds this great picture of his family, yeah. his all his friends, everything. Like you really feel like you were there with him when he was yeah, growing like up. You know
1: like that kind of town. Yeah, it was
0: just like amazing how he was able to almost remind me of Stephen King's revival at the beginning when he's uh, yeah break you know, talking about like the kid growing up and stuff. And it's just like uh Jamie, I think the kid's name in that uh you you just get like this small town life and he does it so well because he actually lived it. Fast forward a little here, we're gonna go into the spoiler alert now. Now. The serial killer kills four people. I believe that was the total four, no, and, well there's more, but four yeah. people in his town that he they what, knew of.
1: Well in there were well there were five attempts. There was one when they got away.
0: Yeah, one that got away. And by the time you get to that part, I was completely hook, line, and sinker into this fucking narrative. Now, the first victim, and we don't have to go through all the victims, but the first one, she... Because the killer cuts off all their ears, bites them, sexually abuses them, probably rapes most of them. The first one, he doesn't sexually abuse, but he still kills the girl, cuts off her ear. Family's very devastated. The dad ends up committing suicide eventually because of this. Richard does a great job of leaving clues mm-hmm. throughout this because it's still a true crime story. Like, like you'd watch on TV, like how he's writing it. And every chapter ends with the pictures. You see the victims and all the stuff. So you kind of get to see it like shows the houses he's talking about and all the stuff on his childhood It's really cool. I, I really, really enjoyed it. it actually made me want to read more true crime novels. Right. But what he did is, like, he describes, like, the girls and stuff to, like, I mean, most of them he didn't really know, but,
1: like, they lived in his neighborhood. Yeah, because a lot of them were, like, because, like we said, he's back from college. Yeah. so They're younger. They're still in high school. Yeah, so they're all, yeah, they're all younger than he is.
0: But, like, he knew a lot of, like, their brothers or went to school with their brothers or knew their parents from church. Just things like that. Very small town life. Obviously, it's big news. There's a lot of talk about how the neighborhood's on edge and it's bubbling over and people are accusing people. It's just really fucking mm-hmm. fun. Uh, it, so much as a murder mystery can be fun, you know, in a true crime story. But we fast forward after a couple more victims. One of the victims gets away and then you get like a sketch of the killer. It just builds up to a really cool point. Now here is the biggest spoiler I'm going to have. So definitely check out now. Up till now, I'm just telling you the the things, uh, you know, the, the situation. Yeah. But, when you get to the end of this book, and I didn't, I'm so happy I didn't read anything about this. or right. look anything up. I, I literally, this was one of the f- few books I've ever went into 100% blind.
1: Yeah, I was just like. I
0: was very tempted midway through to like. Did check? Know, look up. Well, I just want to be like, you know, look up the killers. Like, just I want to learn more about the murders. But I was like, yeah. no, 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 no. Because they might reveal the killer. I don't yeah. want the killer revealed. It uh, turned out I actually did guess. Yeah, you did. Yes. I guessed right from a scene early on. I'll get to that. So, we get to the end. The killer is revealed to be the first victim's brother. Now, there's a scene where uh, Richard, he's at a gas station, and uh, this is after not too long after the first girl was mu- uh, murdered, and Richard went to her funeral, and he runs into, like, an old coach or something, they're hamming it up or whatever, and then he sees the brother of the girl, and it's kind of awkward, and it's, I don't know, it's just... It, It left a very strange impression on me, and that's why I said it was like, I bet you it's that guy. Like, something about that just didn't add up. And then when they started talking about, like, the sexual assaults on the other victims, and I was like, well, he didn't— The first one, The first one didn't get sexually assaulted, so I'm like, it either had to be the brother or the dad is what I was thinking, because that's usually—again, I just watched too much true crime. That's usually how it goes. Usually, it's someone close to the victim, or at least the first victim, and then if there's no sexual assault, that means it was probably a relation, um, that was what I was going into. And it turned out I was right. It was the brother. Now at the end of this, which was really cool, it was, uh, cause Richard's, a, he was, he's invested this whole time. He's kind of doing his own little investigation and he has a reporter friend. Yep. Um, was her name Carly or Carol? Oh, some Albright.
1: I th- yeah. I think Carol,
0: Carol, we'll say Carol Albright. It's not really that important, but she is a main, uh, facilitator for the action in this because she's a reporter. She gets the inside scoop you get to see her progress such a fucking great character you're right. like oh that's really cool and, and i also almost looked her up because I was like because he, he alludes a couple times like oh i believe that girl one day is going to win the pulitzer right. Like, oh did she win the pulitzer no no. i'll wait I was because that after the book i was like i'm gonna look everything up mm-hmm. i'll see if she won a pulitzer she's still writing and at the end he talks about how like you know she's an adult he has kids and they're, they're meeting up and stuff and, like, all these characters are so fucking, the, like...
1: The detective, the main detective yeah, but, on the case is, is, is a really cool character.
0: Yeah, and he even lets him, like, ride along and kind of, you know... But he kind of suspects Richard because, you know, he's into all this murder stuff. Like, it's just very cool how everything unfolds. But at the end, the serial killer actually wants to interview Richard. And you're like, what the fuck? And then he goes and he, like, we're well, not interviewing him. He wants to talk to him after, after the killer's caught. Because they had to end up having a new detective check out this cold case. Yeah, it's like one of, it.
1: yeah, it's like one of those like because uh, they got a DNA sample who like just work on cold cases. Yeah, but it
0: was also like it was done like so realistically.
1: Well, and then and that's also when we find out that the brother is actually adopted. Yeah, that was, he never and they never knew. Yeah, you
0: start getting some. Well, the brother doesn't even know. I don't think like they never really. I think
1: uh, I don't they, think either the kid yeah, him or his sister knew. Yeah, and
0: it turns out the brother the, his dad didn't commit suicide because of the grief. He the brother killed him. He shot yeah. him. And then it turns out he killed more people around the the country like a few more victims and just it was and it, the, even that process was really cool and it left you wanting more, but the book ends there. And then right after that, uh he gives like a it's like an afterword. Yeah, he gives, he gives like an where, afterword where he tells you that this whole book was fictitious. Yeah. Like so, all these characters that were so believable, especially like the reporter girl and stuff, all were fake. not. Other than his parents and maybe some of his friends, I don't remember. But everybody was just fake. No yeah. detective. All the pictures that we saw, the crazy pictures and stuff, that was just all made up yeah. actors. Yeah. And
1: I was just like, "Holy fuck!" Yeah, it, like he like went all out on. I've never this been ad.
0: sucked in and duped by a book like that. And but that's the thing. Like I said at the beginning, his writing is very simplistic. And it's very easy read, and you just fly through it. And it doesn't really seem anything miraculous. No crazy metaphors or anything. But
1: like, but it's also it's like it's not like simplistic in like simple words. No, it's just like it's just some like honestly. And I know like, and it's gonna sound, uh, fanboy and like because he gets mentioned in the book a couple times too. But it's very like a Stephen King, yeah, kind of feel like where he's just. Weaving this tale that you're just on the ride for. But here's the thing.
0: It, it's, it reads like a, a good writer telling you a story about their life, a yeah. true story. But then that's where all of a sudden you realize, oh, this guy's an actual master because I thought all those characters were mm-hmm. real. I thought the events were real. I thought everything was real. And I'm like, well, that's, that's a different – that you made these characters so believable that I – Thought they were like I was gonna look up the girl to see yeah. if she won a Pulitzer. Like well,
1: I, I knew a little bit more because the uh, the reason that we read this is because we got a recommendation. We got a recommendation from uh, one of our buddies who work at a uh, a comic book shop that we go to, and he's a big horror guy. And he was he kept on telling me how good the book was, and he told me it's written like a he's like it's fiction, but it's written like a true crime tr- tr- yep. novel. And so like I kind of knew, but even. Knowing that halfway through the book, I'm like, I'm like, how much of this is real? I was like, something had to have something have had to well, here's the thing. Gave him like the initial idea for this. Well, I thought, I think
0: the Phantom Fawner was, yeah, Yeah. that's what gave him the idea. But first off, I thought it was just like he was embellishing this story because, well, first, before even that, because when you recommended this, I was like oh it's like whoa okay chasing boogeyman that sounds like a cool fiction novel and i was reading about it i still thought oh yeah fiction novel whatever but then when i started reading it because i didn't do any research on it didn't read any reviews or anything i was like oh this isn't a this is a, a true crime novel It was a fiction novel and i was like well i never read true crime but and then i started reading and i was like oh but the way he writes it he's probably embellishing and you know maybe adding maybe even some of the characters won't be real or something like i was like okay so it's like a a new twist on true crime no it's not true crime at all it's fake it's a novel it's a fiction novel it's fake true crime (laughs) fake true crime and it's done so well i was fucking i was pumped when i finished i was like oh my god and how do you i never heard of that i didn't know people did fake true crime and they did i thought it was just oh here's like a crime story but it's not real or it's real but and you
1: and you like me only took what like barely like a week maybe a little over to read the whole thing like it's
0: he did in my opinion such a good job of writing this that I didn't question the things that would normally, uh, if I went into the story, I'd be like, oh, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Like him doing the ride along with the detective on a fucking serial killer case. I'm like, that that would never happen. Yeah. Or like some of the questions or some of the inside deets the small town reporter was able to get. And I was like, a lot of that was like, Normally, I'd be like, yeah, that's kind of bullshit. Like, yeah. that's not going to happen that way. But especially the detective, how he treated the kid who just mm. likes horror and he's a writer. Like, he wouldn't have him on a ride-along. He wouldn't be, you know, divulging. Because a lot of the times, he was like, all right, just don't tell anybody. But And he would, like, tell him some, not, like, earth-shattering news, but news that nobody's supposed to know. And you're just like, huh, that's cool. But you, normally, you'd be like, no, that's fucking bullshit. The detective's well, not doing that.
1: Like, you said, like, you were trying to figure out the... uh the you know who the killer was i didn't even give i was just going on for the ride i wasn't even trying to pick out like who like who it was like you know i was maybe kind of having some ideas when i was reading it but like i wasn't even trying to like figure it out i was just enjoying the ride and i also like how there was moments where like he played with like uh like supernatural a little bit almost yeah like with the boogeyman himself and there's like this haunted house that like from when they were kids that nobody so they almost kind of thought maybe that had something to do with these these murders too and stuff but like it had it eventually didn't but you know everything's explained in a reasonable way but again it's like that small town folklore that uh, like everybody knows and stuff
0: yeah so overall like I said five out of five for me I really enjoyed that
1: and like I said the writing style
0: it would have only been a four if it wasn't for the fact that I found out everything was fake. Yeah. Because before that, I was just like, okay, like the writing's not very challenging. I mean, it's not supposed to be challenging, but almost like when I read a Stephen King, but if it was somebody just writing about their friends and family and stuff, and they're just like, well, it's, it doesn't take much effort. You're just writing how they are. But then when you found out none of those people are real, yeah. you're just like, oh, no, he made all that up. So that person, all their character traits, all their quirks, all their fucking uniqueness is just made up. That's amazing. Like, that's that's creating really good characters that the audience believes are real
1: and he also gives like the book this lore in the beginning because he's like oh when it originally came out in like 90 like 98 or something like that which it never came out back then well that's the
0: thing i almost looked up i was like when because i think he said it was like 91 or something yeah right after the murders he wrote chasing the boogeyman i was like oh that was a book already and i was like when how did i miss that in my read like when i was fucking you know ordered the book like you thought that would have came up too or there would have been like a somewhere in it where it was like oh here's the early version like something I was like oh I guess I'll have to look that up after I'm done with this and try to find the early original version uh, but there is no original yeah. version didn't exist fucking cool yeah cause
1: like that, that's brought up in like there's a um, a forward yeah. from somebody else so like even from the forward it's all a work it's all a, work. The book's just a complete work. Just to use wrestling. Uh, it's technology. a wrestling gimmick,
0: and he didn't fucking break kayfabe till the very <laughs> at, end. At
1: all, so
0: good. So I, I yeah, I can't rec I, I wouldn't. I recommended that to my sister. I was like, you got to fucking read this. Right, yeah. I, I'm trying to get Mindy to read it, but I'm not going to spoil the ending mm-hmm. for her. Just be like, hey, it's true crime is really, really good. You got right. she'll fall for a hook line. Of six well, that's sure. what I was
1: thinking about getting my uh, one friend. She's like, that's the only kind of stuff she reads is like true mm-hmm. crime biographies, like that kind of stuff. And I almost kind of just want to give this to her without really saying anything to see if she. Well, the good
0: thing about Mindy is she doesn't research anything like nah. that, so I wouldn't have to worry about it being spoiled. Uh, my sister, I did give her a heads. I was like, hey, do not read anything about it. Just go into a blind. Yeah. Trust me, it'll just make it so it. much better. Because if I found out the ending beforehand, like, that it wasn't real at all, and nothing in it was real, I'd be like, oh. Yeah. Meh-. Like, I would have get into reading, and I'm like, well, this doesn't even matter. But it gave the stakes so much higher when you thought it was something that was actually happening. So, yeah, that's Chasing the Boogeyman. I don't think we've got too much to talk about. No.
1: Other than that. I, mean, I mean, there's, like, other than to, like, really go into, like, the finer details, but again, it's like just in case for those uh, fans or, that are listeners who might not have read it but don't care about being spoiled, don't want to give them all the, you know, let them yeah. discover some stuff on their own. I'm 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 happy that we read it. It's definitely better than our last Halloween uh, book.
0: No, I'm not going to say because then I got added effect. <laughs> Every time I say it, the light's dim. and That book by Cormac McCarthy that was about stuff. That's all I'm going to say.
1: But I definitely want to check out like uh more of his work. 'Cause like I read he uh he did a trilogy of uh short novelettes and then the last one was of like a full novel, uh Gwendolyn books with uh Stephen King. Did you read any of those? oh uh, yeah, you I read I, I read those first, those are what made me want Could to. Could you tell out that. who
0: was writing what though in those? Was it like uh, split up or
1: A little bit. Well, see the thing is like the they co wrote the first book together. And then well from what I, from what they were saying like in in one of the back of one of the books like Stephen King started the first one but he kind of petered out on it and like uh because like they were friends and so somehow uh Richard got a chance to kind of work on it so I think he came up with a lot of the end and then they probably bounced back and forth right And then he wrote the second book by himself cuz he's just like I I got this in my head now and it was like and Stephen King was cool with him just doing mm. it by himself so here the, the the middle book all by himself and then Stephen King read that and was just like okay we gotta do another one with the both of us again yeah and then that that's the full book but it, it, it's a little hard to tell because like we were saying like they kind of share all, like a not like a writing style but like they're very s- similar in a lot of ways so they, they, they meld together pretty well yeah
0: Stephen King has this, a very, he has a more specific author voice that he, at least a lot of the work I've read, where he just like adds things to the prose that you could tell it's Stephen King. Just like a lot, we covered it on the one episode where I was doing, you know, fake writing exercises yeah. or something, but like he just, th- he throws in things like Chismar doesn't. Chismar's more just straight to the story, whereas Stephen King has more of a voice in his work. Uh, that'd be the only difference I could really tell. Uh but it, like if you read this and you just said, "Hey, that Stephen King wrote it," be like, "Oh, okay, it's a little, little different than what his normal style is," but I can see it. So, yeah, everybody read "Chasing the Boogeyman."
1: Yes, very good, especially during this this time of the year. Yeah, buddy. Um.
0: Oh yeah, I was gonna. What was the name of that novella you read?
1: Uh, Beach Bodies.
0: Per- Beach Beachbody. You probably don't remember who that was from, do you?
1: It was Nick something or there was like a really like it was a long it was a long name.
0: We could check that out next week. Uh, we'll do that in the uh, cold open because I haven't read that and I don't know if I'm gonna be able to get to it because my reading list is pretty heavy right now. That was that was a submission actually. Somebody, uh, I I want to say was that the one that's coming out on Halloween? Did I tell you? What? the, the beach bodies. Is that the one that's coming out on Halloween?
1: Oh, is it, oh! It's not even released yet.
0: I don't think so. We got two, but the one I wasn't able to. One was a short story collection, uh, and I sent that off to Ashley to read because again, I just I don't have time to personally read all this stuff. Yeah. Um. So we'll talk about that maybe in the cold open next week because I was gonna do I was I told both these people yeah, we'll do reviews but yeah. <laughs> we don't have a fucking website yeah. anymore. <laughs> so <laughs> the best you get is us rambling about it for a couple minutes on the podcast. Hey uh anyway folks we thank you for listening uh you can check us out uh, on twitter at drunk pen writing instagram and facebook at drunk pen writing and uh in the future calebjames.com maybe i don't know i have a creative website spencer church the uh fucking
1: oh god what if i had to change it every week oh the website (laughs) that would suck that cost
0: you a lot of money Uh, i don't even remember what you were this week something car washer key west car washer yep that's your OnlyFans.
1: Yes, this was washing them cars and Daisy Dukes. Uh, that's
0: <laughs> an image I did not want to
1: see.